I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode number nine, Who Should Consider Life Insurance? Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day today. We are definitely in the fall season here. If you know me and my family, we already have our Halloween decorations up. We are that family. (laughs) In consideration of my neighbors, though, I did not put my outside decorations up quite yet, but my inside of my house is filled with Halloween. We love this time of year. I wanted to go into some more detail about life insurance. Who should really consider life insurance? So before we kind of get into that list that I have for you today, I want you to learn a little bit more about the general types of life insurance that are out there and available. Now, I have only picked two general types. There is more available in specifics, but this at least gives you a general idea of what they look like. The first one is term insurance, and the second one I'll be talking about is permanent insurance. Term insurance lasts for a certain period of time, and then permanent insurance is designed to last your entire life. Each one has their own pros and features that play a role in your particular financial plan. Term insurance only covers the individual for a certain period of time. That usually lasts from anywhere from 10 to 30 years. It tends to be a lot more affordable, and it gives you access to a greater amount of coverage at a lower cost. Term insurance can also come with living benefits. So these benefits can include things like critical, chronic, and terminal illness. And critical illness can cover illnesses such as heart attack, cancer, stroke, to name a few. Chronic illness is if you are unable to perform two of the six daily functions of living or require substantial supervision for care or for safety. This may refer to a lot of times as assisted living. That's when we usually see this played out the most. And then you can actually access the death benefit for your care as well as in a critical illness. If you are diagnosed with a terminal illness by a doctor, that usually refers to having less than 12 months to live. You can also access a death benefit for final expenses or put your affairs in order. And this was actually one of the plans that my friend utilized when he was diagnosed with cancer and was able to utilize the death benefit for his care while he was living. Now, not all term insurances come with living benefits. And if you want term insurance with living benefits, you definitely want to talk to a licensed financial professional or a licensed life agent that can help walk you through that and make sure you get the one that works best for you and your family. So that is term insurance. Also, we can group in a lot of individuals have coverage through their work. Work will offer a group plan usually, and that's something that is is really nice. It tends to be very affordable and you can get some coverage there. However, that term coverage may not cover you if you leave that particular job. It may not follow you going forward. So it's something you want to pay attention to. Now, permanent insurance is designed to cover an individual for their entire life. And there's different kinds of permanent insurance out there. Permanent insurance can give you options, not only a death benefit, but also living benefit, 
just like in the term insurance, and the opportunity to build cash value. Permanent policies tend to cost more than term policies, but they have more options for growth and access to funds. So once again, if you want to look into some of those different options, definitely talk to someone that is licensed in these areas to give you guidance to help you know what's going to work the best for you and your family. But let's get down to who should consider life insurance. So once again, life insurance is very similar to things like car insurance, home insurance, or health insurances. These insurances are designed that if something goes wrong, it's kind of the what ifs in life. If something goes wrong, it's like a car accident, a flood in your home, or maybe a hospital stay because you're sick, you and your families have access to greater sums of money to help cover the costs to restore your car, your home, or your health. So if we look at that just as an example, let's say our home has a flood. How many of us have access to several tens of thousands of dollars to pay for the damages to our home, to put back up drywall and carpeting and replace everything in the home that was damaged? A lot of us, according to statistics, do not have access in our savings accounts to tens of thousands of dollars to then restore our home to its original state. And that's why we use those insurances for those what ifs that might occur. Now, life insurance also gives you and your families access to greater sum of money, especially if you have a living benefit need that I just talked about, or when you pass away so your family can have greater access to greater sums of money. Now, one thing we know is a certainty in life that we will pass away at some point. I think there is a saying out there that says the two certainties are death and taxes. So... Um, I, I won't go into the tax realm, but I will definitely talk about the certainty of, of passing away. And we know that it's going to happen at some point. So having access to larger sums of money can't restore life, even though we can help with health there, but it can help with income replacement, funding to cover bills, education, and even retirement. We want to kind of be a little more forward thinking about what life insurance can not only do for us while we're living, but what it would do for our family members when we pass away. And what kind of legacy do you want them to have? What kind of future do you want them to have? So who should really consider life insurance? Married or partnered couples will want to consider life insurance. Why would they want to consider life insurance? Well, as we come into a marriage or even just a partnered couple, we need to look at our financial obligations that we have. We may be coming into that with debt, which is something you definitely want to talk to either your future spouse about or those someone that you are partnering with is what kind of debts do they have? What kind of financial obligations do they need to meet? Because those also become your responsibilities as well, especially if somebody passes. The next is married or partnered couples that have kids. So same thing there. Not only do you have your financial obligations as a family, but now you have the future generation that you want to consider as well. What type of things will those kids need for the future? And what kind of things do you want to have in place for them in the future? That life insurance can go to help with that. Single parents. So single parents are taking on all those responsibilities of home and family. It's definitely something you should consider with life insurance because if anything was to happen to you, whether it's a serious health need like a living benefit 
or if you pass away, what does that mean for you and your family going forward? Also, stay-at-home parents. Now, I can relate a lot to this one because for some of my life, I have been a stay-at-home mom, which I have loved. It's been awesome. But most of the time, we can be overlooked. They say, well, they're not bringing in any income, so we don't need a life insurance something for you to consider. If that stay-at-home parent was no longer there helping raise the kids and helping tend to the home, what would that look like for the surviving spouse? Right? And we'll go into a little bit of a scenario a little bit later on, but the same things that that wife or that husband or that mom or that dad is doing at home, those things would now need to be met with financial obligation to make sure it still gets done even though the spouse is no longer there. Not something to consider. Now, empty nesters is another one. I've heard a lot of people say, well, do they really need life insurance? And we'll go into a couple scenarios here in a minute. But empty nesters, are you considering if one of those uh, spouses or partners passes away, can the other spouse take on the responsibilities of home, of financial obligations, as well as future costs as well? Same thing with retirees. One thing that we're seeing a rise in cost is healthcare costs and long-term care costs as individuals retire and get into their older years, those golden years of life. And do they have the financial means to meet those obligations going forward? Also, if you're a business owner, you'll definitely want to look at life insurance, especially if you want that business to continue and be a source of income for your family or for those other partners that you're working with. What would life insurance do for you as a business owner if you were to pass away? It could really give options to not only the business to keep functioning, but to your family as well. Also, those who change jobs. Just like I mentioned earlier, if you're in a job and they're offering you life insurance, that's fantastic. So good to have some coverage. But if you were to change jobs or to no longer be in that current position, that life insurance may not go with you, but they may give options for you to convert that life insurance. And that's something you'll want to look at. But the majority of the jobs that is a perk of working at that particular a job or position. And once that position is no longer available or there, you may not have that coverage with you going forward. Also, just general life changes. So as your life changes, your needs of insurance will change as well. I'm thinking of be a young couple has a baby. Their insurance needs may change. If you buy a home, your insurance needs will change because you want to make sure you have the right coverage to cover all the expenses if you were to pass. Now let's dive in and talk about a few different scenarios so we can really get an idea of what that would look like. Okay, so in this example, we have a single young man in his 20s who just graduated college and is starting a new job and has college debt. He just bought a new car and is living with his parents, but is looking to buy a home in the next few months. Would he need life insurance? Okay, so let's consider if this young man passed away without life insurance, what would happen to his debt? That debt passes on to family members. They would need to figure out how to pay for his college debt. They probably would need to sell his car or make payments on the car. And if he did purchase a home, his family would also need to figure out what to do with the home or find funds to pay for the home to keep the financing on the home current. 
you have to consider, especially in a situation like this, so this may be someone you know, it may be your own child, it may be you, it may be you right, in this situation. Do we have access, for those that are left behind, do we have access to funds, our funds out of pocket to cover those costs at the same time we are grieving? For the loss of our loved one? Would we have funds to cover college debt? Would we have funds to cover a car payment or a house payment? Would we have the funds to pay for final expenses? And those come immediately. Those, unfortunately, bills do not stop because our world changes or our lives change. Those bills just continue to come. If immediate, as soon as a loved one passes, how are we going to pay for those things? Unfortunately, statistically, in general, it's looking like a lot of us don't have those extra funds of tens of thousands of dollars to pay for that in case our loved one passes at a very untimely time. There are plans and programs out there that can assist, but then the responsibility is on you to make sure that that is all in place, especially at the same time you're grieving for a loved one. On the opposite side, if he had life insurance, that family would have access to larger sums of money to pay off his debts have access to funds to help them in transition as they are grieving, to not only take care of final expenses, to also maybe have some income replacement if they need time to grieve away from work. I think it's very understandable that we all need some time to, to grieve for our loved ones. And if that happens, do we have the funds and the means to take time off of work to, to heal and to move forward? And if we don't have life insurance, that may be something uh, that's accessible to us or not, depending on what we have in our own savings. So something to consider there. In another scenario, let's say we have a family with two parents and four children. They have a mortgage. They have monthly bills. One parent works to bring in an income and the other parent stays at home helping with the kids. And each of their kids are in a different type of sport. So do the parents need life insurance? So let's say one of the parents passed away without life insurance and that parent is the stay-at-home parent. And so I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Let's consider this scenario. What would happen if the parent that passed away was a stay-at-home parent not bringing in any income for the family? We'd have to consider for the surviving spouse, could that same income they're bringing in not only cover all of the mortgage, the monthly bills, the kids' recreation or sports that they're in, but could it also cover things that stay-at-home parent would have done if they were alive? Things like childcare, maintaining a home, and doing those different things that we don't usually see, but that are very, very critical to taking care of a family. And then just childcare alone can be a huge change to a family budget, as well as maintaining a home. Also, something you want to consider is what about future education for kids? Is that something that's important to you and your family? Is that something you would have funding for as well with that single income? Also, does that spouse have time to grieve and to be with the family? Having some life insurance would give access to funds to help cover things like childcare, maintaining a home, having funds for future educational needs and continuing with those sports if they choose to do so. It can also give the surviving spouse time to grieve away from work and time with family and to have final expenses. 
And I'll just say here, the national average currently for final expenses, so when I say final expenses, we're looking at all that goes into a funeral for our loved one, it's right around $17,000 nationwide. So just consider too, would you have those final expenses and funds available to cover that? Because that's just something we'll want to plan for. Our third scenario is a retired couple. Their kids are all grown and do not live at home. They have almost paid off their home, but they do have their monthly bills, some health care obligations, and have a small retirement account. Do they need life insurance? In this scenario, let's say the husband passes away without life insurance. The responsibility then falls to his wife to not only cover the home, bills, and any future needs that she has. And one consideration among many, but one consideration at this stage of life is health care costs. When we are older, our medical costs tend to be higher. So would the surviving spouse have enough not only for final expenses for her husband, the home, bills, and health care as she gets older? And often we see many in our older generation going back to work after a loved one passes because they do not have the funds they need for retirement. So having life insurance for living benefits and a death benefit can go towards health care costs, additional funds to pay off debt, and actually protecting retirement funds from health care costs so those retirement funds can go to living expenses. This would also give the surviving spouse funds for final expenses and funds as income as she is grieving. And that's another thing to consider as well in each of these different scenarios. And I know I only gave you three. There's many more out there. But even healthcare costs alone, do we as uh, individuals, as families, as moms, would we have those funds to pay for a major healthcare cost? So if our loved one maybe didn't pass away but had a serious illness or injury, are we able to not only cover those healthcare costs, but also have income replacement if they cannot work. So that's something to consider as well. So as you're thinking about your and your family situation and what's going to be best for you, you'll definitely want to talk to a licensed agent for more details on how that's going to work for you and your family. And to also make sure you have the coverage you need to cover all of the things you're working hard for, to cover your family and your home and any other expenses you may have. If you have any questions or you want to talk about this further, about how this works for you and your family, you can always reach out by email, amberpetersoncoaching at gmail, or by my website, amberpetersoncoaching.net. I would be more than happy to walk you through that and see how it's going to work for you and your family. So with all that being said, have a wonderful day. Enjoy this beautiful season, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.